Welcome to Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny. I'm happy to be here, and I'm glad you could join us. In this episode, and in every episode, we talk offensive and defensive business strategies with some of the most successful and insightful small business leaders. So if you're looking for great conversation and new ways to grow and protect your company, you're in the right place. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset. Fuel your growth. Richie Burke is the founder and CEO of Go Get It Marketing and Media. In other words, he is the visionary behind GGMM. He dreams big and strives to accomplish the unexpected. It is with these values that GGMM has taken on brands such as Line and Kugels, Colliers International, Johnson Financial, Komatsu, Marquette University, MSOE, and many more. He is the co-founder of PodFest Milwaukee and the host of the Go-Getters podcast, a podcast syndicated by On Milwaukee, which includes over 175 episodes since launching in 2016 and has generated over 210,000 downloads since 2019. He regularly speaks on digital marketing, storytelling, and podcasting. On the side, he is a hashtag dog dad to GGMM mascot Oakley, and he also wants to make sure he's on the record to say he did podcasting before it was cool. Richie, welcome to the Fast Break. Matt, thanks for having me. I'm a uh, fan of what you do at the show and it's great working with you guys at M3 as both a uh, client and a vendor. So I'm excited to see you and be on today. Awesome. Richie, I'm so excited for our conversation today because as we were chatting before we started recording, uh, when I think of issues that are facing small businesses and where the minds of our small business audience are at right now, I have to think how people are showing up in different places and spaces from a marketing perspective to tell their stories and share their amazing businesses uh, has to be absolutely top of mind. So if it's okay with you, uh, we'd love to dive into some questions and have some great dialogue. Let's do it. Perfect. So Richie, as you know, on the fast break, we love to learn from awesome small business owners who are doing the rewarding, terrifying, and critical work of growing their business and impacting their community. So tell us all about your business. Go get it, marketing and media. Yeah, so uh, GGMM, we're a marketing agency. We help businesses grow and build better relationships with their audience through podcast production and marketing, digital advertising campaigns. We also do web and video work. Um, yeah. Awesome, as, awesome. As, you, as you mentioned, a lot of the clients we, we worked with in the intro, it's really across industries, but we just, it's, it's a ever changing landscape out there. And we just try and help our clients grow in, in the best way possible that we're experts in. You and your team uh, at GGM um, have a phrase that I love. And, and this sort of encapsulates, I think, kind of what you're all about, which is stand out in a world where most stand by. I'll, I'll repeat that because I think it's really impactful. Stand out in a world where most stand by. Can you tell us more about that phrase, where it came from, and, and why you believe that's such a relevant message for small and growing businesses today? Well, 
I, I think it's a very relevant message because most brands look the exact same. They talk the same. If you look at their messaging on their website or in their advertisements or what they're what they're putting out to their customers, it's really hard to tell brands apart. And I feel like a lot of brands are comfortable doing the same things that they've been doing for years. And the ones that I feel get rewarded really try and push the envelope and aren't afraid to take risks. And those are the clients that we enjoy working with. And I feel that get the most out of our services regardless. So it's a bit of a aspirational message, I feel, and one that I want our target audience to resonate with. And I think it's really important. I also love the quote, one of my favorite quotes in business is, it's good to be better, but it's better to be different. And I think especially when it comes to marketing in your product, it's like the best product doesn't always win. It's the product that resonates the most with your target audience that they can understand the best that cuts through the clutter. And sometimes you need to be different and take a stand in your marketing and messaging in order to do that. And it's something that we live by at GGMM and something that we help our clients do when we take them on, whether it's helping them start a podcast or even doing a digital ad campaign for them. How, how can they stand out in this sea of sameness in this cluttered marketplace when it comes to marketing? I, I love that, Richie. And I think about some of the clients that we get the privilege to partner with and uh, some of the incredible products, the incredible services uh, that they have and where perhaps the challenge is, is just how do they take that product or service and, and differentiate themselves enough in a, like you said, a really crowded space to be able to bring the customers uh, to them that really should be with them based on the caliber of what they do. Mm-hmm. 100%. So one of the things from an M3 Elevate perspective, we're built on the principle that we need to help our clients play both offense and defense uh, in their business. In learning more about you and GGMM and your mission, how do you balance the need to play offense and defense with your own business? Both, both are very important in our business as well. I'm very offensive minded and I'm personally terrible at playing defense. So on the, on the offensive end, just always trying to find ways to differentiate ourselves and our clients to push the envelope. We were you know, kind of early into social media. We were early, very early relative to the market into podcasting, a lot of events we've done bringing people together and workshops, things like that, and just helping our clients stand out and how can we always get better. Um, it's a very ever-changing industry, so we always need to keep learning and stay on top of things and not being to, afraid to try new things and fail, which we've done several times as well. Um, as far as defense goes, the best defensive decision I made was hiring an operations person four years ago, Veronica, who's still on the team, and she's phenomenal. And I don't know if you're familiar, the listeners are familiar with the EOS system or framework, but usually there's a visionary and an integrator, and they're equally important. And I'm more on the visionary end or highly on the visionary end, and she's highly on the integrator end. So when I look at defense, I look at you know, protecting the culture, making sure cash flow is good, making sure 
you know, she's the one who works with you guys on the insurance end. She manages the team. She makes sure the clients are happy and all the projects are on track. And that really enables someone like me to play offense where I may have a little bit of shiny object syndrome. She can keep me in line a little bit or reel me in. Or if we think something's a good opportunity, I have the, I'm freed up to, to go chase that and do what I'm best at. And when it comes to offense and defense, a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast are probably, they tend to be more wired like me. And I would just say for a lot of them, and for me too, it was a leap to hire that person. You know, it's been a hundred 20% worth it. Just the amount it has freed me up to do the things that I enjoy doing and I'm best at opposed to kind of getting bogged down in, in the weeds that are extremely important to keep the business running and keep the team happy. Because before that, we experienced some good growth periods, but they were highly unstable and usually came back and bit me. Yeah, it's 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 such a great uh, insight, Richie, for our, for our audience, because I, I think... Um, you know, it's kind of that sort of phrase, like if you try to please everybody, you'll please nobody, right? Or if you stand for everything, you'll stand for nothing. And 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 I love what your message is there, which is when you think about offense and defense, there's going to be parts of that that are more natural for different personality types. And that's great because everybody is able to serve kind of in their giftedness. Um, and if you ask somebody who has that natural inclination uh, like you to sort of play offense, if you spend more of your time playing defense, that's going to be demotivational to you than even to spend less time in the offensive end. So it's sort of like this sort of weird, negative, self-fulfilling sort of prophecy if you don't sort of have the right people to be able to uh, uh, support and serve the ways that they want to serve the business. Right. It's it's really hard to grow a business, to have a profitable business if you don't have all that covered. And I, I learned a lot about myself, too. Like I thought I used to be a a good manager, good managing clients and stuff like that, just because I got along well, well with people. And that's, you know, and I think I have, I have good leadership traits, but there's a big difference between management and leadership. And a manager needs to not be afraid to have those difficult conversations, to be able to hold people accountable, to keep everything on track and hit the details and be organized. And that's, that's not me. So yeah, her, Veronica and I were a very good team and we've, you know, it's, it's, it was much needed. What a great, what a great message, Richie, I think for, again, our audience to really think about and as they reflect on their, their own businesses and they look at their teams, thinking about that's a composition and thinking about how that composition leans to maybe offense or defense, um, I think is a great way to think about it. And, and if, and if you're a, a, you know, solopreneur listening to to this uh, podcast, don't despair. You know, I, I would sort of encourage and say, who are the people in your life? Uh, that can help you with some of those. They might not be formal employees yet. They might not be sort of on the payroll, but who are those people that you need to build around you? Mentors, uh, guides that can come alongside you while you're in that solopreneur phase and sort of help even at that stage. Yeah, no, that's really good to bring up because you don't need to hire a full-time salary person to run operations if you're not in position to do so. I wouldn't recommend that, but you can start offloading things. Can you can you outsource bookkeeping to someone? Can you do those those little things that are going to free you up so you can actually focus on what you're good at and enjoy doing? <laughs> and and exactly. I think I think there's one saying like fire yourself as fast as possible from certain <laughs> roles and Yes. Yeah. Richie, if it's okay, I want to keep us moving here. And I, I want to dive into what I think will be probably the biggest sort of, uh, you know, section of our conversation that our audience, based on your 
you know, sort of vast expertise in the spaces you play that they'll be really curious about. And, and, and that's this. If, if I'm a small and growing business owner listening today, and I'm thinking about the places and spaces from a marketing perspective that my clients and potential clients are, and how do I, and how do I reach them through my, my marketing dollars, what's some of the best wisdom that you can share for small and growing business owners today about where they need to show up, how they need to show up, what are you seeing and what are you learning? Yeah, so the good and bad is there's so many different options in the market right now, and it's it's hard. Um, but the overarching advice that I would give is to go where your target audience is already spending time and where you can add unique value to them and also to play to your strengths. Because, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities on TikTok right now. If you're not good on camera and you're not funny or quippy, like, that's probably going to be a disaster for most people um, in, in a way, like some, some other content works good on there. But if, if you don't like video content, that may not work. You don't, the good news is you don't have to be there. There's plenty of other things you can do to market yourself. There's podcasting, even just having a good website and running Google ads to them or Facebook ads can be highly profitable depending on what business you're in or engaging influencers or content creators. Um, doing webinars, doing events, nothing beats face-to-face. I know we do a lot of stuff online, but how, you know, you know, it's just always thinking of how, how can you add value to your target audience wherever they're spending time? And that can be online or offline. A lot of people get caught up in shiny object syndrome of, oh, I need to be on Instagram. I need to be doing LinkedIn video. I need to be on TikTok. And I just try and dominate what's working before venturing into other platforms and spreading yourselves then i'm all for experimenting i love doing it there's nothing wrong with that but if you kill it at trade shows or hosting in-person events like how can you scale that how can you do a little more of of that um or build off of that if you're running a really profitable google adwords campaign to a website can you scale that up um and I'd, I'd maximize the opportunities that you're already good at before venturing off and, and really moving into other areas opposed to trying to do eight different things, especially as a small business. If you're a corporate company and listening to this and you have a in-house marketing team or a good relationship with a good agency, um, then that might make more sense. But if you're a small business owner, like get get one thing working and working really well and, and maximize that and exhaust that before your energy goes into other areas, I would say. Yeah, no, great advice. I, I have a follow-up, Richie, to that. And and obviously, we're coming out of, uh, hopefully, the last couple of years of this COVID landscape. Um, and as, you know, for small business owners, as they think about uh, their marketing and their messages and where they're showing up, have there been any changes or things that you think have evolved directly out of the last couple of years that you think our audience should be thinking about or paying attention to? Yeah, like everyone listening, it was really interesting and somewhat challenging trying to navigate COVID in the marketing world. A lot of the habits that we picked up from COVID, you know, are still going to be there. Like a lot of companies aren't fully back in the office or doing what they used to do because they realized, hey, it's just a better quality of life if we're on a hybrid situation or something, something <laughs> yeah. like that. So I would say one thing, one trend that you know will always hold true is people are always going to be busy and 
speed and convenience is always going to win out if you can bake those things into your product or your messaging. Like we're always trying to get someone from point A to point B as quickly and painlessly as possible. So and that can mean a lot of different things. That can mean most websites have way too much copy on them. How can we simplify this? Because people usually just like scanning through stuff opposed to trying to read a lot. Um, you know, in your sales process, how can you simplify that? How can you simplify your messaging? Like people, people want things now and they want things fast and they want things easily. So I think the more you can bake speed and convenience into whatever you're doing or offering, the better off you're going to be. As a, as a successful business owner and entrepreneur, you know, one of the things we referenced this a little bit earlier when we were talking about sort of the offense and defense and having teams that complement. But I'm really curious, which is somebody who, uh, you know, has uh, struck me and as we've known, gotten to know each other, uh, it, really you're a, a growth mindset oriented person. Um, how have you personally developed that mindset for growth and how have you sustained it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think being a business owner forces you to get out of your comfort zone a lot. Like I just think through the progressions of, hey, we started as a deal site. That was kind of uncomfortable bringing an unknown product to market and going door to door to do that or taking kind of a leap with podcasting or, or whatever. I mean, business owners face 10 challenges every day. So I think when you're kind of forcibly putting yourself in those situations that it, it forces you to grow and you don't really have have a choice. I think also um, if you enjoy what you're doing, that makes it that makes it a lot easier. If you're not enjoying what you're doing or you're motivated extrinsically, then that can drive you hard. And I I would say I was like that for a while, but that can also cause burnout. I think the sweet spot is if you're yeah, you have ambitious goals, but you also really love what you're doing and you're curious about it and you're in a in an industry or you get to work with people you genuinely enjoy, whether they're your employees, your clients, your team, trying to trying to set up that kind of life for you and whatever you're going after makes having a growth mindset easy and it makes dealing with all the all the kind of hardships that happen during business or all the little obstacles you have to go overcome on a daily basis easier. Uh, thank you so much for that, Regina. And I think, again, to tie this together, um, it's with that growth mindset, sometimes I think, you know, people can uh, associate that with, hey, I'm charging until I've got no battery left. I'm just going <laughs> all the time, right? Um, and, and what you're saying is, again, there's an enough to a growth mindset, uh, yeah. right? It's really important to have one. It's really important to focus on that, but it's not, uh, you know, optimism in the face of reality, right? It, it's sort of that grounded in reality mindset uh, that allows you to grow, but also allows you to acknowledge that, you know, there can be challenges and things that, that come up that are difficult. Right. And if you're if you're excited about what you're doing and you genuinely enjoy it, it makes it a lot easier to push through those things opposed to, hey, I'm, I'm going till the I'm going till the batteries run out because I yeah. want to achieve X financial goal or impress other people or whatever that external motivator might be, that tends to make things a little more, a little less sustainable, I would say. It can, it can work, but um, it is less sustainable in the long run. Yeah, I, I love that. It's a phrase uh, that I love. The journey is the destination. 
Um, and, and I think, you know, to, to sort of always be focused on our next revenue target, our next ad of an employee, our next, those things are great, but not to lose sight of what we're doing every day. And do we find joy and contentment uh, in the way that we're showing up for our team, our clients, uh, and the people who are looking to us? I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think for business owners too, who have control, just asking, really being honest with yourself. And it's like, oh, my revenue goal is $2 million. So I want to add X amount of employees. And it's like, okay, why, why do you want to, why do you want to do that? Is it just to say you have a bigger company or do you really want to, you know, get some other result from that? And there's no right or wrong answer. I think especially, and we didn't talk about this trend too, but I think if companies can weave their way into something that's, you know, more people, especially with how conscious people are to what's going on right now, if companies can weave their way into some greater cause, whether it's social responsibility or equity or whatever that might be and you're you're making a real impact on the world by by growing then you know something like that i think is more sustainable than i want to you know hit two million dollars to say i did it or add these employees so people think i have a big team or whatever whatever that might be i've I've seen both ends of it knowing a lot of entrepreneurs and observing a lot and being one myself um yeah i I immediately richie um i'm thinking we're gonna have to have you back on the fast break because i have 15 questions uh around that whole topic of you know how does our (laughs) how does our marketing and messaging show up uh with what our uh future employees and our current employees are are asking us as business owners quite rightly to care about And, and i think it's uh not just as individuals where maybe we all cared about these things past but how do we corporately care about it? And right. then how do we how do we help take that message uh, out to our uh, clients and prospects and say, hey, we care about this as well. And, and here's how it shows up. Yeah. And I, I think it's good to be forward facing about that, too. And when you're forward facing about the culture and the values and for me, I used to think that kind of stuff was a waste of time to come up with core values and stuff like that. Yeah. But um you know, people people care about that. It's going to attract a certain kind of employee and a certain kind of client. And there's no right or wrong answers. But I think as a small business owner, they really have you really have to be behind what your values are and live them. And you'll start attracting more people like that. Just being picky about who you bring into the organization um, as well. I, I love it. And I've already uh, started to write down questions for our part two of our, our conversation. I, I, look, so I look forward to it. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, as always, as we round the corner to uh, the end of our conversation, Richie, we're going to dive into our last set of questions, which is our fastest break set, where I'm going to pepper you with some really short questions and look to you for just uh, a quick answer off the top uh, that you can share with our audience. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Richie, favorite book that you've read in the last 12 months? Oh man, I'm I'm reading a good one right now called Golf Beneath the Surface. If there's any golfers out there, I think it actually it com- it comes out in 2023. But I know the author, and it's on the mental game. It's it's good for outside of golf as well. But uh, that's a good one. And then um, Shoe Shoe Dog, uh, Phil Knight, the Nike story, that yeah. was good. I also not to go on a rant, uh, but um, I would say a couple of the most influential books that I read outside of this last year were probably Atomic Hobbit, Atomic habits by james clear is a good one and the compound effect by darren hardy i read that like right after i started my business probably in 2011 2012 still very relevant today but that one made a big impact on me 
some recommendations. Uh, complete the sentence. Leadership is helping others win. The most impactful coaching advice that you've ever received. I, I think this was a quote from that Compound Effect book, but it, it stuck with me. Things don't happen to you. They happen because of you. And I think a lot of people can, I mean, so much happens on a on a daily basis. I think it's just easier when you take full responsibility for what's going on around you, especially when you're a, a business leader or owner that, hey, you, you've, you've got control. If something bad happens, you probably did something or you hired the wrong person or you took on the wrong client or something. You know, it's... I think it's easier when you just take responsibility. So I do like, I do like that quote. I, I love it. I want to be clear before I ask this next question. Shameless plugs are always allowed uh, on the fast break. Uh, your favorite podcast that you would recommend? You know, I, I am a big fan of the fast break and what you're doing over here. I would also, <laughs> uh, my, my show is the Go-Getters podcast, G-O-G-E-D-D-E-R-S. -G -E um, as you said in the intro, it's done about 185 episodes uh, a wide range of things. Um, you know, I, other, other things, uh, we get to produce treks better with bikes podcast and, uh, line and Kugel's pros podcast, which are good podcasts that I'm not affiliated with. Um, business wars by Wondery. I like that podcast. They came off with a sports wars spinoff, which is also very good. I like the podcast golf subpar. And then one of my friends has the uh, duck hook golf podcast, which I'm also a fan of. So there's seven favorite podcasts for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great recommendations for our audience. Uh, your can't live without it uh, app on your phone. Um, unfortunately, it's probably been TikTok and Instagram lately, but I'm going to try and limit my usage on those platforms. Um, I do, I do like, uh, uh, app 18 birdies while I'm golfing. They have a very good GPS function and some other good features, but yeah. Uh, the last thing you did, Rishi, that truly scared you. Uh, this, this is probably a lame answer, but, um, you know, I do have some anxiety issues. I've been very open with them on the podcast. I had a bad panic attack on an airplane a few years ago, which sparked some other things. And COVID was kind of good for my anxiety because I stopped traveling and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been getting back out and traveling and riding elevators and all that fun stuff that, you know, I suddenly became anxious about four or five years ago. But it's uh, it's good for me pushing through. But yeah, maybe a lame answer for the show, but uh, riding an elevator and flying is probably the uh, the things that have scared me recently. Richie, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Absolutely. If you had, if you had to give a TED talk, what would be the title? Uh, we, I think we could go back to the first statement: how how to stand out in a world where most stand by. Love it. I love it. What a great way to finish, Richie. As we wrap up today. If our audience wants to know more about you or GGMM, where can people find you? Uh, GGMM.io is our website, um, GGMM.io, and uh, just Richie Burke on LinkedIn or any social platform, basically. I'm on there. Love it. So audience, uh, if you've been inspired uh, by some of the things that Richie has shared with us today uh, and the insights and you're looking for help in how you show up in the world in 2022, check out GGMM. Thank you, Richie, so much for being willing to be with us today, sharing all your wisdom, insights, and your authenticity uh, with our with us and our audience. And we really, truly appreciate it. Thank you so Matt, much. Yeah, Matt, thank you uh, so much for having me. Uh, 
always enjoy seeing you. And I just want to thank everyone at M3. You are a great organization. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high-impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend who helps you play offense too. That's up. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and we'll see you next time.